0: This is the Stash, and you're listening to the Business Bottom Line Podcast, coming to you from the Jewel City of the Mountains, Greenville, Tennessee. We're in the foothills of the Smokies talking business with people just like you who are responsible for the bottom line, sharing business tips to inspire, inform, and improve and turn your bottom line from red to black. We have a very special guest with us this week on the podcast. Uh, coming to us uh, from the other end of the state in memphis tennessee he is the owner and operator of blue city towing mr evan miller and we're going to get acquainted as we start off talking about iphones and androids with mr evan
1: 14 or 15 years ago when that was a relatively new thing uh and I didn't have a problem with it, but I just I switched the iPhone back then when I was 18 or 19 years old, and I just stuck with it. Uh, and nowadays, it seems to be the best one to, you know, to give you a little bit of control over your privacy. Uh, though the reality is, if, if you're worried about that, you shouldn't have one at all. But <laughs> Apple seems to do the better, the better job of at least giving you a little bit of an option of opting out of being tracked on some of that stuff. So yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm sticking with Apple for now myself.
0: Well, you it's know, it's
1: extremely functional.
0: <laughs> once you get started on one platform, it's kind of hard to change because uh, the details are different and, and it's tough.
1: difficult. Sometimes it's for the better, but it's always very difficult.
0: Now, you, you said a little bit about your family. You told me about your grandma, but now tell me, tell me about the wife and kids and what, what we have.
1: Uh, my wife is a registered nurse and uh, she has worked in the emergency room her whole career. Uh, so she's had a fun run of it the last couple of years here
0: Wow! With, uh,
1: with COVID and everything, but, uh, that's what she does. And then, uh, my daughter will be two, uh, at the end of April. And my son was born just over a month ago.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Uh, so, so we've been, we've been rather busy around the house, uh, trying to
0: entertain one
1: who wants to be entertained. And, uh, keep occupied,
0: the one that just needs fed and cleaned up so it's a, it's a chore but but it's a lot of fun absolutely and, uh, we're, we're very fortunate well yeah you know, children are such a blessing they bring a lot of challenges but man they bring a lot of joy along with it don't they
1: absolutely
0: yeah well uh are you a reader evan oh
1: uh, yes sir uh, yes, sir. I do a little bit of reading. Nowadays, it, I, I listen to audio books because sure. I, I find it hard to, to find time to sit down and actually get into a book. But I'm in my vehicle a lot. Well, and,
0: that's uh, it's easy to listen to one. So, yeah, yeah. Yes. That, that, that's cool. So tell me either a favorite book or something you've read recently that just really stood out to you. Uh,
1: I like John Steinbeck a lot. I, I, we studied some of some of his works in high school. And uh, "Grace of Wrath is one of my favorites. Okay. Uh, just the, the depiction of the trouble they were having with the crops not working and the soil was, was going bad. And, they you know, all those folks moved out to California. And then when they got there, it turned out they didn't want them. And, uh, it, it all seemed very relevant. Mm. Uh, I actually re-listened to that one recently. Uh, and another one I listened to recently was Fahrenheit 451 uh, by Ray Bradbury. And that one was also...
0: Uh, oddly
1: relevant, considering when it was written. Uh, you know, talking about government government control and and uh, you know the way that uh, the people in charge make you think one thing's happening when another
0: is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interest. Yeah, yeah that 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 is relevant, to our time Now, when was that book written, Evan? How long has that been? I remember the title, but oh, I not
1: I'd have to I'd have to Google it, but I mean it's it's twentieth century. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, if I remember from from school, right, Ray right, Gregory right, right, was a playwright. Yeah, I and right. uh, that was one of his novels.
0: Yeah, interesting stuff. How uh, things get written as novels, and then you see pieces of it become reality. It always intrigues me.
1: Sure, and I mean it was intense. Okay, 1953, okay. when that was written. Just just for I wanted to get that in there, but wow. Yeah, I mean it's 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 definitely intentionally written about a dystopian society and uh you know the fire department uh, starts fires instead of putting out fires they're burning all the books uh, so that they can control what everybody knows and so that the government can control what people know and you know they're trying to erase all of the knowledge that was there from anything that happened before them. Just interesting
0: yes it it's, is it's
1: a it's a, it's a it's a dark book but it, again it's intentional it, it just is there to make you think
0: yeah Really. really yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Anything that makes us think more deeply is is a good thing because most people do, in my opinion, humble opinion, don't think deeply enough. So, uh, things that help us think more deeply about what's happening around us is a good thing.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm 32. I was born in 1990, so I I remember actual telephones and you know <laughs> looking stuff up in books before you know you had before you had computers at school with the internet on them. Right. And then when we got computers at school with the Internet on them, it was a huge deal. So I remember uh, a little bit of the, the time before what's essentially the modern age. And, and people just a few years younger than me, they're not going to sit down and read something, most of them. They're not going to, you know, they, it's, that's why Instagram and all these things are popular. It's a, it's a five-second, 10-second, 15-second clip uh, to get your attention, grab your attention, make the point, and get out. And, and news media has become the same way. You get a, a headline that grabs your attention. You read a little bit of the article. And uh, a lot of times if you read the whole article, you'll find a couple of sentences in there that refute the headline. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true. Uh,
1: it's, But that's the, the reason for all of that is, is uh, you know, people's attention spans are getting shorter. And, and like you said, nobody wants to think too deeply or too critically because uh, that gets scary. And, and you know, uh, as they say, everything's not black and white. Every, everything is very nuanced and, yes, and requires deep discussion and, and nobody is allowed uh at least on public in a public forum you know it's, it's hard to find people who are allowed to have time to make their
0: point That's true it's very uh, true you know? no one wants to listen and uh if it's uh, the least bit controversial there's a tendency to want to people want to shout shout down what they don't agree with so they don't even hear what uh, any opposing sure. view is uh,
1: Right. And those and those issues that that get people so motivated to to have a, you know, aggressive conversation with somebody else are the ones that should be talked about the most, but also in the most, you know, respectful and controlled ways. You don't always have to agree with everybody, but you certainly should respect everybody. And that's a that's a big problem we've got. You know, you and I could stay on this podcast. You don't you don't have a time limit. I mean, obviously, we're not going to talk for eight hours, but the reality is, if you and I wanted to talk for eight hours, nobody's going to stop us. We, if we had time to do it, we could do it. Right. On the news, they've got, you know, what, three and a half, four minutes between commercial breaks to cram in whatever newsworthy thing yeah. might be on right then. You know, it's a, it's a
0: unfortunate format that it, many
1: of us have have to use to try to get information and try to communicate it's almost
0: impossible it is it it, everything is almost a tease that's that's how it comes out you know there's not time to to really delve into issues in a way that's helpful right in a way that's productive even right right that's so true so true well let let me ask you this now i know you have with two young babies and uh, a business to run you have all this spare time that you don't have anything to do So tell me what your hobbies are, Evan.
1: Uh, I spend a lot of time uh, outside uh, if I can. I like to fish. I like to hunt. Uh, We have some property uh, that borders my in-laws' property down in Mississippi in a a county called Yalabusha County. And uh, there's about 12,000 people in the whole county. So it's nice to get down there and get away. And uh, people you do bump into are friendly. (laughs) <laughs> and it's not all the, the hustle and bustle of, of Memphis, which can be a bit chaotic in uh, really any city or town. You know, a sure. lot of people can relate to that. It doesn't matter how big of a town you live in. Getting, getting out and breathing some fresh air, casting a line, whatever, shooting a rifle. Uh, that's what I do. So, so that's my spare time. My uh, anxiety relief is getting down there and getting on a
0: tractor. That sounds good. That sounds good. I could, I could take that in any day, any day. Well, let's talk a little bit about what you do now, because uh, you you gave us just a a sample there of how long the company's been around. But kind of tell us some of the history of the company and uh, what drew you into it. Just give us a little bit of a background view of uh, Blue City Towing.
1: Well, I have uh, six cousins. Well, one brother and five cousins on my uh, my dad's side, and that's the side of the family that that has gotten into towing and. Um, Sunday afternoons growing up, you know, the the good old southern way where everybody went to Meemaw and Granddaddy's on Sunday afternoon for lunch. And uh, so as kids, we would a lot of times Granddaddy was always working, as is the nature of our 24-7 business. And uh, so we'd end up in a tow truck with him, me and a couple of cousins or something. Occasionally would run police calls just being around Granddaddy. So I had that experience as a young person. And of course... You know, we had no idea that Granddad was actually out there working really hard. <laughs> we just thought it was cool to be in that truck and be out there and the police are around and, yeah. and uh, to watch everything come back and the road clear up. We thought that was a neat thing. But uh, I actually went to school and studied music education. And okay. uh, when my wife got her, yeah, when my wife got her RN, uh, she graduated. And we decided to get married. And the, the way the public school system was going, I kind of had second thoughts about being involved in that and uh, some of the ways. I don't think the way they were trying to take the school system was wrong, but I didn't want to be on the transition team. (laughs) As I mentioned (laughs) earlier, transition can be rough. (laughs) That's true. Uh, uh, And as it turned out, granddaddy was getting older and getting ill, and dad had become more involved uh, in the business out here. And I was like, you know, look, you want to go work in Memphis, let's get married. We'll go live up there. You can work in Memphis, and I'll start doing this it's a family thing. You know, family businesses are, are dying out left and right. I, I want to keep that going and I'll learn how to do that. And as it turned out, I uh, enjoyed it a lot and was pretty decent at it.
0: Well, that's great. That's great. Uh, you know, you're, you're right. And there is something special about, uh, extending a family business like that into the next, uh, Generation and, and now you're a third generation. That's a special uh, legacy for a family to have, and it says a lot about the family itself because not all families can get along well enough to work together. And uh, so that says That's something true. about your my family. That's true. My father and I
1: have a my father and I have a very special relationship. I, I have friends and family uh, both that would not work with their father or mother. And I don't work with my mother. My mother does other things, but. Uh, I have a very special relationship with my father to be able to work together every day and not kill one another. Yeah. Uh, and with, so we're, we're
0: very grateful
1: for that uh, because, like you said, that's certainly not always the case. And many times the more family that's involved, the more difficult things are for everybody.
0: Yes, that's true. That's true. Uh, that, that is. That, that's a, I consider that a special blessing. I have a daughter that works with me in the business as well, and, and it's, it is special it is special
1: yeah it's a beautiful thing and and to have the to have the genuine trust of of a family member to help you with things in your business is uh, something that can't be put into words it's it's no. completely invaluable
0: you're you're exactly right that that comfort that comes from not worrying about that is huge yes it really is yes so let's let's pull back a little bit and and tell us what a day in your life looks like uh in in your work life now I know it it probably starts early with kids anyway so just just give us a little view into that
1: I uh I'm fortunate to have a daughter that likes to go to bed on time (laughs) Uh, she goes to bed around seven in the evening so we have you know a couple hours of peace there if we want to watch tv or a movie or whatever and that's nice um, but I haven't had to set an alarm clock in quite some time because she's like me; she's up at six thirty or seven, ready to eat and ready to go do something. Because by eight o'clock, half the day's gone. <laughs> at least it feels that way. Uh, so, so here in the last couple of years, I've you know I, I get up and I, uh, hopefully uh, every morning that I can, I, I see the kids or uh, the one kid that's actually paying attention at this point. And uh, the the beauty of the towing business also one of the things that makes it a nightmare for people who don't uh love it but the beauty of it to me is there's there's no monotony hmm. uh so there is absolutely no telling when i wake up on a given day what it is i might be doing
0: <laughs> so, uh,
1: i might i might hop in a truck and go work a wreck because everybody else is busy uh i might be out in the shop doing repairs i might go tow one of our own trucks back in if they have a tire blow out or something i might be going to see customers um you know, could be in there dealing with HR type of stuff, updating driver files, or uh, here lately with you, I've, I've got to get the, uh, the online stuff set up for health insurance, thanks to you, which my employees are very happy about that. So, I appreciate you uh, taking care of us in that respect.
0: Well, it's certainly an honor to, to work with you as a client. We've, we've enjoyed it, even though it's been a short amount of time, we certainly have enjoyed getting to know you folks. And... Uh, and appreciate your confidence and trust in us, Evan. Uh, so sure. Well, that goes
1: to your your you know your tailored protection that you guys offer, and I think that's a I think that's an important thing for people to understand. Uh, having an agent that you can talk to that's that's actually interested in what you've got going on, and what they can do to help you, and it's not just oh okay, you've got. X number of employees, X number of vehicles, whatever, here's the policy, here's the cost, have a great day, see you next year. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's very much not what you guys are about. Uh, and I, I, I think that's a special thing. I know well, I appreciate
0: it. Uh, well, I appreciate you saying so. Uh, we, we chose that term on purpose and try to live up to that because whether it's a simple thing or a complex thing, everyone's needs are different. And, uh, if we don't approach it that way, then we're not really worth hiring for anything. That's how we look at it.
1: Sure. Everybody has to win. That's a, uh, that's a general business principle that seems to be forgotten a lot in our ultra and don't, I don't want anybody to think I'm taking a shot at capitalism, right? I am one, I love it. But like, the problem with our ultra capitalist society is a lot of time we don't let off the gas enough to think about these things mm-hmm. and they matter.
0: Yeah, that's, that's true. And it's important because in, at the end of the day, it's about people. And if you if yes. you don't keep that in mind, you get lost in, in the dollars and, and the hours and whatever.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And, and, and the numbers in, in paper and all that and what you see uh, on the QuickBooks or whatever you use, is that's fine, that's a beautiful thing. But none of that is going all to, all those numbers will end up being zero if you don't have people out there taking care of whatever it is you do. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a,
0: security guard
1: service or a, a tow operator or Somebody running a grocery store.
0: That's right. You know, if you don't take care of the people that are
1: out there actually Bringing in the money and making things happen and keeping your customers happy it's, None of it's really gonna work out for you.
0: That that's exactly right because in the end is as, as soon as you have someone working on your behalf they become you and how they feel about your business and and the work they do translates into how they treat the people that they're serving so it's a, absolutely it's a loop that you have to constantly keep in mind
1: uh, yes employees are like children they watch everything you do and they absorb all of it and mm-hmm. if you don't set the right example it will come back to bite you
0: yeah it, it will and it'll come quickly
1: yes and at the worst possible time
0: <laughs> absolutely. This is,
1: absolutely yes the, the universe loves a good win like that and that's why you should work hard to be decent to others <laughs> that's exactly
0: right that's exactly right well tell me Kind of what you feel like your biggest challenge in in the business in work is 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 it people technology competitors what what is on the top of your list of things that give you the most pause or or concern?
1: Well, I can I can speak about that in two directions a little bit. I, I can speak about that as far as my business is concerned, and then I can speak a little bit about that as as to how it affects the industry overall. Um, I think. Personally, my biggest challenge is people. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's very uncommon uh, the last couple of years for anybody in any line of work in this country. Right. Uh, But a lot of times the challenge, even if you have people, is maintaining good people. Right. And to an extent, that has something to do with the people you're hiring and what you can vet up front. But you can have a much greater effect on that, uh, you know as a good manager or as a good boss, again, laying out what you expect them to do and holding them to that standard. And most people, human nature respond to that in a positive way. Yes. Uh, because they know that you're not uh, exempting yourself from anything that you're asking them. To. Yeah. Uh, so you can, you know, a lot of times it falls.
0: Yeah. I think uh you may have to pause on our connection there, Evan.
1: Hey, or just make time to train them the right way.
0: Yes, yes. Absolutely so, so true.
1: People are a challenge, but also you, you you know, the reality for most of us is if we buckle down, we could find a way to overcome those challenges. But it's uh <laughs> it's a lot easier these days to say, Well, I can't find anybody. Good.
0: Well, that's true, that's true, uh, and, and making that investment in people for, once you find the right person for training and taking care of them the right way, it makes a difference on the longevity of the relationship you're going to have.
1: Yes, you can, you can take a company or any line item in a budget of a company from red to black in no time just by taking care of the people that are supposed to be handling whatever their task is, whether mm-hmm. it's receivables or payables or maintenance. Whatever it is, yes, you can always turn that around by having a well-equipped person in position to do
0: it. Yes, that, that's very true. Very true. So let me let me ask this question, and it may sound kind of odd at first, but but you just answer it how you feel uh, is best, given your context. How how does what you do help other people?
1: Uh, Well, I mean, this is a service industry. Towing is a service industry. So so
0: certainly when we're
1: working a wreck or something like that, uh, we're trying to help not only the general public by clearing the road and getting traffic back open, but we're, you know, hopefully the people involved weren't hurt and they're there and we can Try to make them feel a little bit better about the situation. They're having a bad day, right? It, mm. it doesn't matter if it's a wreck or just a breakdown. If you're having to call a tow truck, it's probably an unpleasant situation for you. Yes. And a wreck is just, you know, that much more so. Uh, so we, we get an opportunity, if you approach it with the right mindset, to say, hey, how you doing? Sorry for your trouble. We'll take care of it. Uh, here's our information. Talk to your insurance. If you don't have insurance, come see us. We'll figure out what we're going to do. It's not a big deal. You know, Just just try to... As one of my guys says, "I'm just trying to be a blessing."
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's,
1: that's <laughs> a great try to go approach. Out there and, right? Yeah, yeah. Just think about it that way. Just just try to take somebody's bad moment and make it a little bit better for them. Yeah. Uh, and, so right. I, I spoke earlier a little bit about how it's not very monotonous, and then obviously accidents are one thing that make it not so. But it's it's also not monotonous uh, to try to find different ways just to just to get somebody to smile just for a second because you know they're having a bad day. Yes you know that before you get there so if you can approach it the right way uh, and then say okay i'm going to do what i can to make this person's day just a little bit better it's not going to be much but it'll be something
0: yeah that's that's such a great uh that's actually a great business tip right there that you're giving before i even get to the question but uh (laughs) approaching what you're doing that way makes you different than just an average person that's going to be called that don't think like that and has not been trained to think about that at all so that sets you apart immediately yes well how do you see the future unfolding for for your business Uh, i know there's lots of challenges we talked about a couple of them how do you see it unfolding going forward
1: well, lots of industries are worrying about being replaced by AI, and I think that towing is a very safe industry when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we've got cars that can drive themselves, park themselves, stop if there's a problem. You know, We've, we've got pretty incredible AI when it comes to self-driving cars. That's not there yet, um, but it's coming. Uh, but I think we're a long way off before AI is loading up another vehicle and securing it in a way that it could be safely transported. There's going to have to be a person involved, even if the, even if the tow vehicle drives itself, there's still going to have to be an operator there to secure whatever's being loaded for quite some time. It's just too much of a safety risk. Yes. Um, so I think that in that regard, we're safe. Um, you know, technology so far in the towing business is helping. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's making things easier. Uh, so that's not something that we have to fear at this point like some industries do
0: right uh, so
1: I, I think I think we're in a good place I think as far as as far as longevity goes uh, I don't think that that the towing industry is is going anywhere anytime soon and I, I don't think the number of vehicles on the road is going to go down no. uh, you know, as long as there's vehicles on the road there's going to be a need for our services one way or another whether it's accidents breakdowns or somebody's towing their nice, you know, 65 Corvette or whatever. <laughs> um, That's so right. As long as there's cars around, there's going to be a need for them to be transported and, and wrecks to be cleaned. So as far as that aspect of the future is concerned, I, I think we're safe. And I also think you're going to see some major uh, safety improvements. And I think you're going to see, hopefully, you know, it'll be a couple of decades from now, but I think you'll see more team operators in towing as time goes on. I certainly hope so. Hmm. Uh, as a just for general safety, and it, it would speed up the whole process. Because uh, generally, when you're talking about towing, you're talking about on the side of the road, or right. you know, or a wreck. And anytime you're there, even when you're in your car, when you're there, you're in an unsafe place. Mm-hmm. And so, the the focus of our industry going forward is safety, safety, safety. What can we do? We work on the move over laws, which i sure people see commercials for and stickers for you know, for any flashing lights, right. um, just move over and give us a little bit of room. Cause I can tell you, if you've never been broken down on the side of a highway or God forbid I 40 somewhere, you have no idea what it's like to sit there and have vehicles moving by at 75 miles an hour, about 20 inches away from
0: it is, it's and unnerving. If, you
1: know, if you're laying down on the road, having to hook chains up their straps up to a vehicle to pull it up on a rollback, you know, there's there is no situation where you survive if that vehicle is hit
0: that's right it's just
1: not going to happen if you're if you're down there hooking it up or anywhere in front of it the chances of survival are almost zero yes and yes. that's that's really what we're focused on for the future is trying to save uh, lives of people in our industry and of the uh, state employees and law enforcement and you know fire and EMS and all those people that are out there too
0: sure sure uh,
1: you know we, we don't want people getting hit on the side of the road. The roads are unsafe enough, and, and that's, that's what we're focusing on with, like I said, the move-over campaigns and uh, trying to uh, potentially update some of the lighting uh, flaws, you know, just trying to make ourselves as seen and as noticed as possible out there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's absolutely necessary, and, and it's also a huge challenge. Uh, because of speed involved and uh, the but attention span of, of average or common drivers isn't always where it should be in terms of well,
1: sure, we touched on that earlier about just in general, people's attention spans are getting shorter and shorter, and, and now there's there's more distractions than ever mm-hmm. uh, when you're behind the wheel of a car. Uh, you know, you stand on the sidewalk out in front of a gas station and just watch people go by and see how many are looking into their phone. Yes, and, uh, if you don't get angry pretty quickly, I'll commend you. <laughs>
0: well, maybe you shouldn't be commended if you're not angry about that, Evan. Well, yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I hear you. I hear you. Well, uh, well, let's uh, let's wrap up with you uh, telling us what your best bottom line business tip is. That's kind of the what we what we're about in the podcast is either helping someone that's already in business or helping someone that's getting ready to start by giving a, a bottom line tip from someone already successful in the business. So with that thought in mind, what would you say yours is?
1: I, I think it's easy, and uh, I, I almost hate to put this out there on the Internet where somebody might hear it uh, because it's, it's, a, it's a very simple thing, and I've made the joke a bunch of times that I, I don't understand – uh, why more people don't know this, but it's very simple. Treat people well. Uh, the the easier way to say that is, is follow the golden rule. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat others the way you want to be treated. If, if you stick to that, you will find that your customer service exceeds 95% of other businesses. Nice. Uh, how many times do you walk into a business? Let's take fast food, for example, because this is an easy one. How many times do you walk into or go to a drive through at a fast food restaurant where you feel like anybody there cares that you're there? hmm Yeah. Okay. Well, what if you go to Chick fil A? Yeah, it's different. It, have you ever been there? You yes. go to Chick-fil-A? I love it. It's, okay. It's different. So it's in a, it's it's like a different world. Yes. I, I can count on one hand the times that I've had bad service and, and I'm not talking about how it takes a long time or the the mistake on your order. I'm just talking sure. about somebody not doing the right thing and saying, Hey, how are you today?
0: Right. We're
1: happy to see you. We're glad you're here. You know, it's really that easy. Good customer service is the easiest conceptually is the easiest thing to understand. And it is by far the most overlooked thing in business in general.
0: It is. And if
1: you can simply treat people right, it will take you very little time uh, to have, extreme growth in your business because people find that desirable. And again, it's not just think about your general interactions with other people in public. Like, do you enjoy talking to somebody who's a jerk? No, of course not. <laughs> Nobody does. So, you know, it's the same way in business.
0: Yes. And it
1: doesn't have to be put on in this fake, you know, obviously, uh, this obvious facade that you put up while you're at work. Like, just be genuinely decent to people Yes. and you will see success
0: absolutely absolutely that's a great tip and and like all great tips it's it has a lot of common sense and practical application so that's that's absolutely a good one i listen yeah
1: back to go ahead yeah i was just going to say back to basics i mean there's there's been entire books written by people business professionals telling you uh in a thousand pages what you could say in 10 words be decent to others be honest Treat people the way you want to be treated. It's like,
0: that's the whole book. Yes. You don't have to write it down. <laughs> you can say it in five seconds. <laughs> there you go. That's, that is right. That's right. That's great advice. Uh, I Listen, I appreciate you taking time to come on the podcast and talk with us, and I'm sure that's going to be helpful to people. And uh, uh, you, you have a uh, wonderful evening, and uh, get home and love on those babies some. And, uh, we'll talk to you here in the future. Okay.
1: Well, thank you for the invite, Bill. I appreciate it.
0: Okay. You have a great evening, Evan.
1: You you too.
0: Bye-bye. Well, that's a wrap for today's Business Bottom Line podcast. Take that tip and make your bottom line turn from red to black. Next week, we'll talk with another special guest and we'll see you right here next time in the jewel city of the mountains, Greenville, Tennessee. This is The Stash saying we're here to inspire, inform, and improve your bottom line so you can grow, grow, grow.